Hello, and welcome to the Origins Podcast, hosted by Ian Pullman and Vicente Enriquez. Hey guys, welcome into the show. My name is Ian, and with me is my co-host. Hey there, man. This is Vicente. <laughs> and you are listening to the Origins Podcast. This is episode number 20, The Origins of Restaurants. But before we get into it, we just wanted to remind you, you can follow us on Facebook at Origins of History Podcast, as well as on Instagram at Origins.ahistory Podcast. And you can listen to this show on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. So let's go ahead and get into the origins of restaurants. Yeah. Episode I mean, 20. Man, you gotta love restaurants. Can't I mean, wait to really visit them right now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not yet, not yet. reopening and everything. Uh, it's going to be exciting to go actually sit down in a good restaurant and have a a meal. Uh, that kind of restaurant, as we know it today, that started in the 18th century in Paris. You know, a place where you can go and sit down in a dining room, you can order food, you can socialize, have a drink. Um, oh, but... Man. I'm missing it so much. <laughs> exactly. It's it's uh, it's part of society. Yeah, um, it totally is. And it's been part of society in this way, again, for a few hundred years here since the 18th century. Very much like the coffee house tradition that we talked about last episode where Very you know true. people could go socialize and sit down and talk to each other. And right. Whatnot. Someone had to bring food. So food came in, uh, came into the picture. But uh, um fast food restaurants were really like kind of the first restaurants. So those we can trace back thousands of years uh, to uh, to at least um, Rome. Oh, like fast food, not dining restaurants? This yeah. Is the fast food ones were the first ones? So like a, a fast food restaurant basically where you could stop in for a quick bite. Uh, you, don't, you didn't sit down and eat there. You got your food to go and yeah. you, you took it. Um, Again, some some of these some of these early restaurants did have small, tiny little seating areas, but nothing like the fine dining kind of restaurant that we see uh, today. Yeah, I mean, I could tell. Yeah. So we just want to kind of I wanted to make that distinction uh, before we get into it, but um, the idea of selling food for money, you know, that goes way back to the beginning of human existence. You know, selling crops for your extra crops for money, right? Right, let's start there. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and Totally. When uh uh during the neo, you know, during the Neolithic period and and at the end of the Neolithic period when we started having these big cities and we started having agriculture, uh you know, farmers can can grow and sell uh sell these crops and of course the cities brought larger populations, so we're going from hunter-gatherer to, you know, uh you know, civilized society. civilization yeah. yeah pretty much just hey and, uh, i got a lot of food you do this you do that i'll pay you with food right? exactly <laughs> <laughs> and the first um the first kind of takeout window <laughs> uh, was in uh is in a godin to pay it's an archaeological site in iran and it uh, it goes back to about 5000 bc and archaeologists have discovered that there was, um, you know, bowls with uh, animal remains and and fi- and, and and fire, um, you know, fireplace remains and whatnot. So, this was likely some sort of takeout place, you know, early early <laughs> in our history, five thousand, yeah. six thousand. I'm um, really admiring. No, five thousand BC. I'm really right now. You're telling me you're like 
uh, I'm really admiring our food workers or, or you know, because, <laughs> damn, this goes back way long. You know, just serving people. Like, what's your, what do you want? Here it is, right? Like, customer service. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, crazy. It goes goes all the way back, man. Like, you know, food service. <laughs> Pretty much interacting. Right? Uh, I, I felt... I want to make a connection to the uh, to the episode we did on indoor plumbing. Yeah. You know, since the beginning of time, we as humans have tried to control the movement and flow of water, right? And and same here. You know, since the beginning of time, we've had to figure out how we're going to feed everyone and and who's going to do the cooking. And you know, are you going to buy it from a restaurant? Are you going to get it yourself and make it? <laughs> yeah, and that's survival. Right yeah. There. <laughs> um the earliest like public eateries can be traced to the Roman Empire and uh, ancient China as well. Uh, yes, the food court, right? And those are roadside inns. Oh, okay. So you know, farmers, herdsmen, traders, they would have to travel long distances to sell their their wares and this created a need for People, places that people could go and eat and rest. I'm picturing the night. Like, like medieval times when, you know, they need to stop and they stop at an inn, right? Like you said. Yeah, it's that same same concept, except this is way back in, you know, during ancient Rome. So this is, you know, even more, back, yeah, yeah, even thousand thousand years mm-hmm. before that, even. Um, time, dude. Kind of really comprehend how long is that much? How everything changes, right? Sometimes you can like, but maybe it stayed the same dude, for that long. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, some things change, some things stay the same, and we still have these roadside inns today. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, oh, good old Waffle House. But uh, you I know, need to go one again. The, these these inns didn't have a menu. They didn't have any any kind of fancy plates or cutlery or anything like that. You know, you pretty much just went and ate whatever they had cooked they that had, day, yeah. and then you slept, and then you got up and you went. Totally on. cowboys. <laughs> But this was only roadside inns were only in the country. With the development of larger cities, yeah, you needed some sort of eatery in these big cities, right? Um, and we still see it in that. Man, I'm not ready. Okay, continue. Sorry. And well, yeah, I mean, we see things out in the country. There's the kind of eateries out there, much different than well, just any downtown. You know, they have come in at my restaurant. Come on, come on. Yeah, there's there's a million million restaurants packed together, right? So the hustle and bustle of city life, you need fast food eateries, yeah. you know, fast food places kind of. And uh, the earliest evidence of this type of restaurant can be found um, in Pompeii. And uh, there have been over 80 food fast food establishments in, in Pompeii card, uh, called uh, Thermopolium or Thermopolia in the Thermopolium. plural. Thermopolium, okay. And uh, they're... You know, there's evidence of these thermopolia being in every major city in Rome, uh, in the Roman Empire. And, uh, you know, there was likely hundreds of these in Rome itself, which was, you know, the largest city in the world for uh, quite a while back then. I mean, it's not a franchise, right? <laughs> no, these would have just been <laughs> yeah, mom yeah, and pop just, shops, right? <laughs> but it just sounds like it just spread everywhere. <laughs> exactly. So all these mom and pop shops would, would pop yeah, up. You know, I mean, yeah. There, there may have been a wealthy merchant or something who owned two or three or four of them, but I don't imagine there was any kind of crazy franchise. Yeah, but yeah, just, it's quote is uh, in Spanish, uh, casero, it's home. Just pretty much anybody just, hey, I'm making food here, come in, 
by food in in Rome, right? Just yeah, it's a and uh, you know interesting because it you know there's just so many different varieties and whatnot there, and uh, it's hard to but you know back back to this, it, it's kind of hard to um, to put a date on when these thermopolia first came about. Um, but there was over 80 of them in Pompeii that we know of as of 79 AD when it was destroyed. So if there was that many by then, I I think it's logical to assume that these probably came about quite a bit earlier. Yeah. You know, if there's already 80 of them in the city, that means they've been around enough to establish popularity. So I would say they're going to stick around. Yeah. These probably go back into the Roman Republic, you know, in the, late centuries BC, right? Um, so a lot of these restaurants, they operated out of small shops or uh, rooms called Taberna, which were kind of these stores. And they, they were in bathhouses, public markets. They were in Insula, which were apartment buildings. Um, and they were just located everywhere around the city. And these rooms didn't have really any dining rooms. You know, these were just a place where you could grab a bite to eat and take off because, you know, the Roman life was very hectic. They didn't stop working. They went from like sunrise to the late or the mid afternoon, uh, early to mid afternoon. And that was their work day. So a lot of people would need a quick bite to eat for lunch. Everyone just eat. I mean, yeah, just, just and, food and gen- like, I'm just thinking the how food here is such a driving factor in, just in in our economy and our culture, but it's also just, you know, it's still the same thing. We're, we're kind of just, yeah, the, the restaurants, everyone likes to eat. You, you want to make money? Open up a restaurant. You'll make, someone's going to come to your restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And, well, you, you got to make sure it's good too. Nowadays, and, it's you hard. Know, food is, again, yeah, food we all need to eat. So food drives these economies and, and uh, these fast food uh, uh, thermopolia, uh, thermopolii were, uh, uh, they were, you know, making some profit here and they were making it easier on these Romans who were obviously, you know, again, their yeah. life, their lifestyle was very hectic. Uh, dinner was the meal where you would sit down and socialize in their society. So, you know, th- these were popular more with the plebeian class, <laughs> Because yeah. they were for the the poor and yeah. and middle class, uh, if yeah. you if you want to call them that, the patricians didn't really like them. They thought they were, you know, well, I'm not, I, I, I like I, I I don't doubt they were kind of not too clean at, throughout the ages. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure. But that's how it was. <laughs> that's how you they lived, right? And it's pretty crazy, you know. Yeah, but but yeah, the rich would do more fine dining and. Yeah, I mean, they had a lot of slaves or servants yeah, or whatever to make them food. fancy meals in these Bacon. awesome, awesome triclinniums. You know, they're all, these awesome dining rooms at their homes that they had highly decorated, and yeah. or they could eat in their garden or whatever. You know, they they don't want to go to this fast food joint. <laughs> That's yeah. for the poor people. God damn! <laughs> all right, all right. So it's irony so much. <laughs> so basically, the thermo, um, the thermopolia, they just had a countertop that was uh, that had a bunch of jars in it that were called dolia, and these dolia stored they could store dry food, cold foods. Um, you could take the cold food out of one and heat it up. There were also some other um, 
these smaller pots that stayed hotter. They were a little bit thicker and you could put hot food in there to keep it warm. Um, some of the things that were sold at these, uh, these fast food restaurants that we'll call them, they, uh, they sold lentils, they sold different kinds of meats, um, you know, pig, you know, pork was a big one, chicken, lamb, goat, uh, fish. Uh, they also sold a lot of different kinds of cheeses. They had uh, this warmed up, this this warm spice wine called uh, Kalida. They also sold baked cheeses, and they would sometimes cover those in honey. So they had a lot of interesting menu items. I, I'm I'm kind of just seeing what you're saying right there is kind of more of an innovation of conserving and kind of making it last longer. You know, food that kind of has a long lifespan or mm-hmm. like you know. Yeah, won't, won't won't rot too quick, because cheese cheese is that ages sometimes. That's good. I mean, beans are good. You know, lentils, lentils too. Um, yeah, it's to go and it's quick. And uh, meats, cured meats, can be okay for yeah, a while. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they were they were looking but, for stuff that wouldn't spoil so quickly. That's 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 innovation right there, and that's cool. That's awesome, dude. But also, these are hearty. You know, these are these have protein and and whatnot. Yeah, in them. For, the beans, the meat, the cheese for the soldiers, right? Yeah. And they also would sell snacks too. They would sell, uh, you know, dried fruits and nuts. Um, they also had this this fish sauce called garum. It was like Roman ketchup, basically. <laughs> they put it on everything. Uh, put so, it on everything. So they would they would sell that kind of <laughs> stuff. They also had a there was this dish that was it's very similar to a hamburger, and it was mentioned in the Roman cookbook. A hamburger, Pitkiss. really? Yes. Okay. So, I'm mean, is is just. So, so there's this type of like cookbook. <laughs> it's it's not necessarily a cookbook, but it contains some Roman uh, Roman recipes. It's called a Picius. It was written in the fourth century, um, That's and m- yeah, they had a. It, it was kind of like uh, it was diced or minced up meat with some pepper, wine, pine nuts, and some sort of sauce, possibly garum. Okay, I and mean, yeah. if, if if Rome doesn't sound like America now, <laughs> more than ever. With that right now, what you just said about having hamburgers like that. Yeah, it was similar to a hamburger, similar <laughs> kind of recipe. That, this is just another thing <laughs> that makes me think that more, that ancient Rome is just like United States now. <laughs> yep, they had they had all the fast food. So this is this is basically the ancient origins. This is where restaurants, and there, there's been evidence also, again, in China um, and elsewhere uh, in, in, yeah, in well, the food, Middle man. East and the Near East, but... And uh, economy. We yeah. have such a good picture of the Roman restaurants because of Pompeii. Yeah. So we have all this wonderful evidence uh, yeah, preserved. Yeah. So it's it's really cool, you know. Um, we'll, we'll post that recent mosaic they revealed or whatever. That was like a fast food restaurant, right? One of those. Yeah, the, with the frescoes. Yeah, like, it was a fresco, right? They would often be highly decorated. <laughs> Just and like, uh, sometimes they would have the frescoes of, of what they, they sold. <laughs> that's cool so now we can look at the origins of kind of the modern restaurant here so according to Elliot Shore and Katie Ross and their co-authors of the book Dining Out a global history of restaurants the very first establishments that were rec- that were easily recognizable as restaurants popped up around 1100 AD in China and these were Restaurants, these were places that were found in very densely packed urban populations with more than a million inhabitants, right? So just like ancient Rome, Pompeii, big cities, they needed 
restaurants, right? Um, these uh, it's restaurants. Old, 1100 AD. Yeah, so this is much later. This is about a thousand years after it's still Pompeii. It's pretty old. And uh, <laughs> these restaurants were usually found in the entertainment or business districts of the cities that they were in. They were around the hub. The, right. Yeah, the hub of activity. And uh, there was, and they, they, they had specific restaurants that sold specific types of foods as well. So we see kind of that. You know, like KFC just sells chicken and McDonald's sells like burgers and sandwiches, right? So we're seeing more of a specialization now. Of of a product that everyone, wherever you kind of know, you know where you're getting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this this was like an early prototype for restaurants and, and densely packed areas. In Europe, through the Middle Ages and into the Renaissance, you know, taverns and inns continued on. So like we talked about, the roadside inn in the Middle Ages, the mm-hmm. Renaissance, it, it continued well into the Middle Ages. And um, they were, uh, in in uh, Spain, these taverns were called bodegas, and they served, like, you know, Spanish dishes called tapas. And... You know, that was their kind of specialty. And in England, they used a lot of sausage and shepherd's pie at the roadside inns. In France, they used a lot of soups and stews. So in different areas, based on what's available, we're seeing different kinds of foods at at these inns, restaurants. You know, I never thought about what what it, well, yeah, kind of it's obvious, fast food, right? So comida corrida in in Mexico, like my dad was a comida corrida. I thought it was fast food right there, but no, it's soups, it's little pot pie it's just what's available like hey what's ready right now to eat here it is boom you go you know it's not that you take it well at the same time yeah why not you know those tapas sound like something you could to go right yeah and and that's yeah it's kind of i guess this was more of a sit-down deal because they were stopping at the end to rest and whatnot uh so they would sit down and eat and this is more the modern restaurant we're talking about, the, the development of that. Uh, in the 15th century in, in the West, especially in France, there was this thing called the table d'hôte, and it was a meal. It was a fixed-price meal. You, you paid you know, X amount of money, and then you got to sit down and it, at, a, at a large communal, communal table, and uh, they served multiple courses and everything you didn't really get to pick it was just whatever they were cooking um but it was kind of a described as kind of a hipster farm to table type experience (laughs) was the soup of the day right yeah kind of kind of like that um it did have its drawbacks though you you got served right at one o'clock each day so if you weren't if you didn't pay and sit down by then you weren't going to get your food and it, it was only happening once a day and again there was no menu no a la carte no choice kind of uh kind of lame i like to have a variety right i mean you're hungry man i'll take whatever you had but when you're like all right let me see what you have no just take yeah there's a difference but Man, food. I'm just getting hungrier every time. The longer we're talking about this, I'm just like, God, I want to go to a restaurant and go really eat enjoy myself, and, <laughs> you know, and enjoy a plate. You know, like, oh, all right. This is good. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting hungry here. But uh, the 
first restaurant owner is believed to be uh, a man named A. Boulanger. He was a soup vendor, and he opened his business in Paris in 1765. Uh, he hung a sign above his door that uh, that advertised a, a restaurant, but it, it was the word kind of referred to soup and broth, and that's what he sold inside. So that's kind of where the name comes from. But it it really kind of was originally restaurant was originally intended to mean like soup or broth, like you were saying, like the okay, like in how your dad is talking about the soups and broths, right? Yeah, el caldito. Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. To talk. And um, <laughs> after the French Revolution, a lot of the private chefs of the aristocracy were out of work, so they started opening up. Uh, you know, opening up restaurants, opening up these eateries in Paris. And this is the fine dining experience. You know, they were, they had nice, nice restaurants, nice, uh, nice rooms, nice tables and linens and cutlery. It it became more of atmosphere too, right? Yeah. This is kind of entering that, you know, want to keep it nice. Well, the Romans kind of did it too, right? They painted the mosaics too. Well, Um, in, in this instance, it was about, catering to people that weren't rich but could afford to come and have a meal and and be served and be served yeah be yeah. in the be in momentarily uh kind of experience that wealth that the aristocracy had right um that was that was one kind of idea behind these early restaurants it's kind of where like more of a middle class is starting to appear in a sense too i would say yeah, you need to spend well, on that. People that couldn't afford private chefs, but they could afford to go to a restaurant yeah. for an evening. Um, so there was that change there, and they also added menus and all the card options, and then we get more of what we know today as having options and choices when we go out to eat. And these restaurants spread from France throughout Europe to England, and of course to the New World, and here in America. uh, taverns were pretty much the most popular restaurants for a long time Uh, certainly before the American Revolution for sure a lot of founding fathers hanged out in taverns yeah (laughs) and they were they were now just to the roadside inn as well but you could also find them in cities Uh, and you know they they served food and and drink but they were a social place a place to gather um so it's uh, it's interesting, you know, uh, before and after sessions of the First Continental Congress, some delegates would go meet at the tavern, mm-hmm. and it still is standing in Philadelphia today. Really? I, that's yeah. an interesting fact. That's cool. I do know that. they That's where they talked about all their, you know, ideas and, you know, kind of, and they were just thinking about... <laughs> You know, they're talking and ideas are spreading and that's that's the whole thing. And yeah. that's, that's just like that. the coffee houses we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. And social hubs, you know. Social <laughs> hubs. And that's food. Oh, man. We've got to keep talking about these food podcasts. <laughs> it makes good stuff. Right. Um, the, first, the first fine dining restaurant in America was opened in New York City in the 19th century. Delmonico's. Uh, well, I, I think I've heard of that one. Uh, I believe it I have. A bell. I believe I had heard of it as well before I 
uh, research this, but it opened in 1837. It featured luxurious private dining suites. It had a huge wine cellar with over a thousand bottles of wine. Wow. The, uh, the restaurant is still in Manhattan today at the original location it opened. And it was said that it was the first, um, first place or restaurant in America to use tablecloths. Um, okay. And they would bring in these excellent chefs, these star chefs, and, uh, they're said to have invented the Delmonico steak. They've also been said to, uh, chefs there at Delmonico's have invented eggs Benedict, baked Alaska, lobster Newburgh, and chicken a la Kenne. I've had some of those. They're still open. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, so wait, that's been, not crazy. That's kind of, yeah. They've in, invented a lot of stuff. They were the first first they, one to open. I would say it's, they pioneered this, I guess, right? Yeah, I more, guess they, the, the fine dining tradition like just food and chefs high super high dining yeah <laughs> yeah so exclusive a lot more <laughs> yeah it's catering to that middle class we were just talking about kind of as well it's, it's high class but you can afford to go eat there and um get caught up in a, a couple hours of fine dining and whatnot right mm-hmm. um with the rapid growth of America, you know, the railways, steamships, things like that. People were traveling greater distances. This increased the need for more restaurants. So more restaurants began being opened in the United States. And, um, you know, we've, we've seen this, these restaurants are kind of modeled after the Parisian restaurants that we saw. Pretty much. Yeah. It's it's pretty much the diner on the road where you find and just yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting, it's, and it's just it, grown just, from there. It's full circle, dude. We're st- we're still the same how we started. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're <laughs> you want food to go? Here's food. <laughs> we have it food. all now. We have a great. We have so much variety. variety. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we get to choose. But yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much how it how it got to to this point today. You know, it's uh, pretty interesting looking back at uh, how restaurants kind of formed and whatnot. tip your server. <laughs> yes please please do but uh, that's going to do it for us today thank you guys for tuning in hope you enjoyed this episode don't forget you can follow us on facebook at origins a history podcast as well as on instagram at origins dot a history podcast you can also listen to the show on spotify apple podcast amazon music google podcast stitcher iheart radio and pretty much anywhere else you consume your podcasts Um, Thanks for tuning in, guys, and join us next week. We're going to talk about the origins of universities. Are there restaurants in those places, too? Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy, huh? Yeah, you want to go to Cattleman's after? We we should. Oh, man. A big potato. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Take care.